Welcome to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser, and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. If you are sick of the corporate roller coaster ride and ready to step into a life you love, this is the podcast for you. Hey there, welcome back to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I am so excited to chat today with my friend Jordan Duvall. She is definitely going to bring a little bit different to um, our podcast episode today because Jordan's background is really in the creative space. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about her. Jordan Duvall works with women-led personal brands to create dynamic visual brands that get them noticed so they can position themselves for next-level impact and income. She is an award-winning creative director who has worked with top Los Angeles entertainment advertising agencies, The Ant Farm, BLT and Associates, NBC and Universal, and has consulted for celebrities, networks, and some of the world's most recognized brands. Her work has been used to market blockbuster hits such as Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, and The Voice. Jordan is the founder of Ignite Your Soul Brand, a consulting company that translates neuro-linguistics programming color energetics, and brand strategy into the brand alchemy formula that helps women-led personal brands create dynamic visual images that get noticed. So let's jump in. Okay, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Amanda. Um, I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know we've been going back and forth with scheduling this for some time. So I am just super excited to be able to have this conversation with you today. Um, everything happens in divine timing in our world, that's for sure. So um, why don't you go ahead and get us started and tell the listeners about your own corporate detox story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Jordan Duval, and I'm excited to be here. Um, so my corporate detox story. So I've worked, I'm a creative, so I've worked in corporate and I've worked in agencies. So agencies are a little different from corporate. They have their own, their own detox process, I would say. So, um, I think for me, you know, when I did start working in a marketing agency inside corporate, the, there was a few things that like I found challenging. One was like, the meetings about the meetings about the meetings. And you're like, these are going nowhere. And we could have done this in an email. So it felt like time was not really being utilized as effectively. And I think one of the things that was interesting for me to get used to is when I worked at agencies, you worked around the deadline. Like if the, if the client needed something at, you know, in the, in the morning, you stayed late and you worked. But in corporate, they would just move deadlines, which was good and bad. Um, But I think for me, the biggest thing was just sort of this like deep feeling of what value am I really adding, right? Because I feel like in corporate, there's so many people that are involved in the process in the system that it's easy to be so removed from the end result or the end goal or the end product that you're just kind of like, what, what's, what role am I playing and how is that even important? And so for me, at least it created this malaise of like, ugh, like, why bother? Like what's so important about what I'm doing? Does it even matter? And just didn't, it was very demotivating for me. So I think that was kind of the biggest thing. And then, you know, my background is entertainment advertising and I was doing movie posters and TV posters and 
you know, there were times that I'm like photoshopping these women, making them into these fembots. And I was just like, I just, I don't know if I can live with myself that I'm like making this woman look so fake. And other women are looking at these women thinking this is what they really look like. And it's just not true. And that was just, you know, after doing that for so many years and like, it just kept getting worse from societal expectations. I was just like, I just, I don't, I can't sit with this. I don't feel good about this. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause you know, I, I'm not a creative. I don't come from that background. And you always hear about, you know, the societal expectations and it's like a lot of the photos that are put out into the world aren't real, right? Like that's not that yeah, real they're person. They're not real. <laughs> that's the whole point. Like, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So that to you was just like kind of like a tipping point. Um, like I often talk about values misalignment. Mm-hmm. And that's just not who you are as a person. Yeah. When I think, you know, sometimes you just don't feel heard or you speak up and then, you know, in entertainment, there's a lot of politics about, you know, sexism and stuff like that. So that's challenging. And I think for me, the biggest thing was just feeling like, what am I really adding? And I just, it's not making me feel important and valued. And that's making me feel like I don't really want to put in the effort. Right. And then it's sort of like, you know, if you study mindset, it's sort of that self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I don't feel valued. So I don't care. So I'm not going to put in the effort. And then you put in like B level, C level stuff, and then it's not amazing and you're not proud of it. And it just sort of creates this, you know, negative loop. Um, you know, I mean, there's amazing things about corporate. Don't get me wrong. I miss the like paid vacation and the long lunches and like the chillaxing days and, you know, see being around people in the water cooler, uh, getting the 401k match. I mean, there's definitely benefits to corporate. So I'm not someone out there that is like, corporate sucks and you should never do it. I think that there's a time and a place when corporate really is amazing and there are really great benefits. And, you know, for the things that I found negative about the experience, you know, it really, you know, I, I really like the fact that I worked in agencies and corporations where there were systems in place, right. There was like file naming conventions and processes and procedures, because it really taught me like, oh, this is how you function in a business. This is how a business works, right? Because as a creative, you love the craft, but if you want to actually create a business or be a freelancer, like you need to have systems and structures and business in place. And if you don't understand how that works and you've never had that experience, like I've worked with online entrepreneurs that have never worked in a corporate job. And I'm like, no, I cannot work with you because you don't understand like how real business works and you don't understand work ethic and deadlines and like getting stuff on time and communication. So I think that that's something that is really great that when you are in those work environments, that you do learn and that you can carry over when you do branch out on your own, if that's something you choose to do. Oh, that's awesome. So what you were saying about, um, you know, putting together all these posters and these graphics and, you know, how did you get into what you do now? Like what, what was the catalyst into that? And what made you decide, like, I'm going to go out and do this, uh, do, do my own thing. Right. Um, and two, I, I want to chat about, because when I look at the the work that you mm-hmm. create for folks, right, the experience around their branding, I definitely see like authenticity come through and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's hugely important to me, right? Especially coming from, as I shared, seeing how, you know, I was in an environment where I was making fake everything. It's like, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm good at that. I know how to do that. And it's, I'm, it's a valuable skill and I'm glad I have it, 
But for me, it's the authenticity that is so important to come through. And that makes all the difference from a soul perspective and from a business perspective in terms of the kind of clients that I work with. Um, and then in terms of how I got started, I mean, I, I mean, if we're really being honest, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I mean, I started doing, um, when I graduated from college, I used to make jewelry, you know, I would finish up. I was like, what do I do? You know, at the end of the workday, you know, when I wasn't in college studying. So I started making jewelry and, you know, it was kind of a hobby that went awry. I was like, I need more of everything. I was like, this is getting really expensive. Maybe I need to sell stuff. So I started making things and selling things and giving them away. And then the company I worked with at the time, like hired me to make a bunch of Christmas gifts for clients. And then I kind of got burned out on it. Cause again, I loved the craft of it, but I didn't understand the business side. So that was just something I didn't really get. And then I ended up leaving my job. I got commissioned to do this really huge job for a celebrity. And I was like, well, I don't need to work a job. I can do this and just this. So I quit my job, sold all my possessions, traveled around the world for a year. And, you know, I was like, it was like pre-digital nomad days where you would, you know, you had the like janky cell phones and you had to go like do dial up. And I was like, I'm so jealous of all these kids now that can like do all these things. And they have all these things at their disposal. Uh, and I came back and I was just like, I just cannot sit at a desk, like with a bunch of dudes designing movie posters. Like I just, I just can't, I've been like traveling free. And so I actually ended up going to makeup school and hair school because I just, I love photography. I love being on sets. And I was like, I really want to be in and around that world. And I just didn't honestly have the guts yet to go down the road of being the photographer. So I studied hair and makeup, did that for a little while. And, you know, here I am on set. Uh, you know, I have background in Photoshop and advertising and marketing and design, and I'm working with these new photographers and I'm like, you know, the cropping is maybe not so amazing and the lighting could be fixed. And they're just like, what, why is the makeup artist talking to me? And I was like, okay, clearly this is the wrong role for me on set. So I was just like, all right, I need to own the fact that I want to be the photographer. So I went back to school and studied lighting. I had studied it in college, but you know, it'd been a while. So I went back to school, studied lighting, started building my book. And that's really where it was kind of the beginning pieces of what the work that I do now, because I would get these ideas and these concepts because I wanted to shoot editorials as I built my book. And it was like, well, how do I get what's in my head out so that it makes sense and that my team understands what it is that I want to create and they understand the expectation. And I would show up to these sets with these like fully mapped out storyboards and they, people would be like, I have never seen anything like this before. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't quite realize my organizational superpower at the time. I was just like, I would just shock people. I was like, cool. Um, so that was really the beginning of understanding how to, for myself, learn how to come up with a concept and an idea and then articulate it visually and then share it with people and have them execute it. So that everyone was on the same page and resulted in the vision. Oh my gosh. I can see your storyboards. Like when you talk about it, like I, the photos that you post and everything in your process, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so can we talk about burnout for a minute? Cause you mentioned yeah. that. And I know this goes back to like your jewelry making days right in the beginning, totally. but let's talk about, cause burnout is a very real thing, you know, in, in a lot of aspects of life, right. but in the corporate, but also as an entrepreneur, Oh yeah, um, <laughs> you can have burnout anywhere all day long. Yeah. So how, do you have a particular like experience with burnout that, um, might benefit the listeners? Yeah. Well, I don't know how much, how many people in your audience are familiar with human design. Um, but I learned about it. I'd, I'd heard about it, you know, on and off here and there. I was kind of like, what is this crazy complicated system? And then it kept coming back and I started really studying it. And I found out I was a generator and I was like, Oh, 
that makes so much sense that I'm a generator because I love to work and I like if in default I'll work like, cause it's fun. Right. Um, and so I just, you know, I think too, there's like a tactical side and then there's also a mindset side. You know, I learned very on that I got praise for achieving things. And so it was like the way to love is achievement. So that was sort of the subconscious story running in the background of like, do, 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 push, 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 go, go, go. That's when people will pay attention to you and give you praise. And so that was kind of always running in the background. And then tactically, like I'm a go-getter and I get shit done and I like to do the work that I do. So it's like when you put them together, it sort of becomes this perfect storm of like the ability to just push yourself over the edge. So, you know, I think I had to kind of go over the edge a few times and be like, Hmm, this is not stopping. Like I thought the first time would be the last time, but this is a pattern. So realizing, you know, kind of deprogramming myself of, I need to take time. I need to take space. Um, you know, I started meditating, you know, gosh, that was 2006. That was a thousand years ago. Now that was a long time ago. Started meditating, um, you know, doing a lot of mindset work and it, it's a continual process of involvement of creating spaciousness and, you know, allowing myself to be in my own time and like accept divine timing and not stress out. Like I was at, I went the other day to pick up something in my PO box and there was a package that was under my name and it was a FedEx. And the lady's like, I don't know where the FedEx is. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I was like, I'm just concerned. Cause usually when people send FedExes, it's like, they want you to get it right away. So if it is for me, it's probably really important. So what is that? And she was like, you know, don't worry about it. And I was like, you know, life's too short and there's too many options to worry. I was like, I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens. And she's like, Oh, I wish I lived like that. Right. And I was like, well, this didn't happen overnight. <laughs> it's been like decades of work, but I, I hope that I inspire you to stop stressing out about everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's take the path of motherhood too. Yeah. So let's couple everything. You're a mom, you, you know, have this amazing business that you've built and created and you support and bring to me, it's like bringing everyone's like visions and elevating their business, right? Like yeah. bringing their visions to life. Um, how do you balance that? How do I balance that? Um, I don't know if that's really a thing. <laughs> like, like, I think that there's people that talk about balance, but I think it's really more about prioritizing. So that's, I think how I look at it is I can't be all things to all people and I can't be all places at all times. So it's really like, what is the most important thing that for my child and for, you know, like, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, there was like a play at school and then there was this other thing. And it's like making time in my schedule to block that off. Like I harassed my son's teacher. So I was like, when are the things give me the calendar? Cause you know, I run my own business and I book things out, you know, sometimes month or a quarter in advance. And some things are movable and some things aren't like launches. I'm like, uh, sorry, kid. Like now you have a thing at school. Well, I've got a launch right now and I can't move it. So it's helpful for me to know things in the front end. I think for me, balance becomes easier by being organized. So I have a weekly ritual where I plan my week. I look at the week past. I haven't been as diligent with this, but when I'm in my like sweet spot with doing everything that's really like helps is, you know, I look at the week prior of, you know, what worked well, what didn't work well, how do I feel? And then I look at the week ahead of what's, what's coming up. And then I like literally grab a piece of paper and write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and weekend. And I put everything I need to do 
that's on my calendar and everything that I need to do that's connected with what's coming up. Like if I have a client meeting, it's like, okay, well, I need to prep three days before for that meeting or two days before. So just start to get an idea of what's expected of my time for me. And then I also look one to three, three weeks ahead because it might be like there's a kid's birthday party coming up in two weeks and I don't, I'm not going to remember and I might need to do something for it. So for me, being conscious of time of what's happening now and what's happening in the future allows me to be like, oh, because sometimes I will find out something that's happening at my son's school. And I didn't, you know, it was, it happened sooner and I had something planned so I can look, oh, like this, I think it was last week. It was, there was like a school thing and there was like a morning piece and an afternoon piece. And I had planned, like my cleaners were coming and I was dropping off my car and I was doing this thing. And I was like, there's just no way I can do all of those things. And I was like, I could cancel going to the morning school thing, but like, that's actually a huge priority for me to be present for my child. Right. So I was like, I was like, I got to move the cleaner and then I got to go earlier to drop the car off. So I think it's really ultimately knowing what your priorities are and then aligning your actions so that they really do take the importance that you want. Oh, I love that. So I, I agree that balance is different to everyone, right? Like right. it's sometimes it's one way, sometimes it's the other way. And, you know, with that, I find myself sometimes I have to come back and think about like, why did I leave my corporate job? Like, what were mm-hmm. the things that were so important to me? And am I still prioritizing that? So mm-hmm. for me, it's um, school drop-off and pickup. Like mm-hmm. those are non-negotiables for me. of the time. And I I do give myself a little bit of wiggle room, but when things start encroaching on that Mm -hmm. all the time, like I have to put up that boundary. So yeah, so totally agreed there. Um, Once you break that seal, like sometimes it's it's like, oh, now I have to, you know, it's like, once you break that promise to yourself of what's important to you, it's like, well, why, I mean, why not do it again? So it's important to hold those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And other people start expecting it too. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just like this vicious cycle. Um, so Jordan, what would be the biggest piece of advice for, for our listeners that you have? Yeah. Well, I realized you had asked me a question earlier about what was the impetus for my business. And I, I think I got sidetracked. So I just want to answer that real fast. And I'll circle back. So for me, you know, it was one, it was sort of the corporate malaise of like, I don't want to be putting my energy into this. It's not I don't feel like I'm adding value and I, I don't feel like this is necessarily my purpose in the world. Um, but it was also that, you know, I had a new baby and I was like, I don't want to raise my child in LA. I grew up in LA. I know all the things like <laughs> that come down here competing with the Joneses expectations. And so I wanted to start my own business and you know, that was really important to me. So in the past, I'd never worked with a coach to create a business and I, it never really worked out how I wanted. So this time I was like, I really wanted to succeed. So I hired a business coach. And I, I really think that that made all the difference because I had someone to guide me, um, lead me, someone I could model after, ask questions to. Um, so that was a huge game changer. And I just, you know, I had all these skill sets from, you know, what I learned on my own. I was like a professional course taker, studied all these things. And it was like, I know all these things, but how do I put them in like a package, packageable process? So that was really helpful. And then, you know, I just was in the juggle for a really long time of doing, you know, the full-time job and doing the, creating the business. And I was also doing network marketing at the time. So I didn't sleep a lot. I mean, I drank a lot of coffee. I've stopped drinking coffee. So, you know, I think that sort of leads into your other question about what would I share with people? I think that, you know, one, being a business owner is not for everyone. 
right? I think that it's like marketed online and in the world is like, oh, I'm just like sitting on the beach and like doing nothing. And I just had like a hundred thousand dollars deposit in my account. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'd love to see behind the scenes of that. Cause that's like a marketing lie. Like there's actually like, you know, there's hard choices. You have to have tough conversations. Things don't go the way you expect them. You have to pivot. You have to be the CEO and the copywriter and the marketer and the manager and all these things. And you have to wear all these hats. And so you know, it's not like when you're just in a corporate job where it's like, this is my role and I leave at six or whatever, and I'm done. Right. Like you have to be good about creating boundaries with yourself. Like I could in a day do something in the morning, which I'm not quote unquote working, but maybe there's stuff I need to get done that I need to now do later. So it's like having you, you need to kind of adjust your flow, right? It's not so you can make it regimented, but it's not always because part of the reason people want to be an entrepreneur is to have that freedom. So sometimes you need to like kind of moderately move things around in your day. But I will say for anyone out there that is listening and they're in a corporate job and they have this dream of creating a business is you need to believe it before you see it. You need to just like get in touch with that sense of conviction. I mean, people ask me like, why'd you create a business? I'm like, I don't know. Like I, it's like a compulsion. I just, I have to, I don't, I can't explain it. It's like, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I do this work and it's just like, and I follow the signs that lead me to the next thing. Uh, and then I navigate the emotional roller coaster that comes along with all of it is, you know, to have that. And then, you know, just to give a little tough love, it's like, you may need to make some tough choices. If you really do want to create this business, then you may need to get up earlier. Like there was a time when I was getting up at five, four or five o'clock in the morning for years, because that was the only time I had to build my business or some people are night owls. And so you have to really take a hard look and say, how bad do I want it? And make those tough choices. And maybe you're not going out with friends or you're asking your partner for help of like, Hey, can you do the laundry on Sunday? So I can spend two hours working and asking for help when you need it. And then also owning it. Because if you're saying you want something and your actions are in contradiction, you need to take a real hard look as to what it is you really want, because either you're lying to yourself that you don't really want this. And then you're making up some excuse that you want to create it or there's some sort of values conflict going on there. So, or there's something you're running from or you're afraid of or you're, or you're scared of, right? So I think being a business owner requires like a great deal of self-introspection because your business is a direct mirror of what's going on with you. I'm, I'm laughing because that's definitely the medicine I needed lately, but you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's so true. I think about the times where I start to get overwhelmed and spiral and you know, it's evident in my business too, mm -hmm. when that happens. Um, when you say, you know, but entrepreneurs wearing all hats, it's so true. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, you know, I came from retail and we wore a lot of hats there. So I feel like it mm -hmm. wasn't so much as a, a shock to my system as it is for other folks that are like, this is my role and this is what I do. And, you know, there's, there's right. really good boundaries around that. And you're not doing 15, things every day. Um, that is definitely overwhelming to folks. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people don't have that expectation. And then the, the, the part of that, that I think people don't talk about is if you want to stop doing all the things and being the bottleneck in your business, now you need to hire people, right? Whether it's like per job or part-time, full-time actual employee. So now you become a manager and a leader and you need to learn how to communicate with people, set expectations, reinforce people. Now you need to really become that 
boss, right? The CEO. And I don't think a lot of people, like a lot of people get into it to just like be, you know, a solopreneur and call the shots on their own, which is awesome. But I, then I think you need to create expectations of, well, if that's really what I want, then this is the kind of business I can create because it's really hard to scale when it's just you. I mean, you can create a great business, but I think you have to align your expectations with the amount of energy you want to put into it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as a solopreneur, if you are um, finding yourself procrastinating on things that you don't like to do, like for me, it's bookkeeping. Absolutely. Uh Like I can't stand it. Um, those are things you need to look at outsourcing, right? Like mm-hmm. h- how do you outsource that to where it frees you up to do what lights you up? Yeah. So I, when I reached that point, I, I started using bench. I was like, this is not my like dream scenario, but I was like, they're going to do all the things that's going to be helpful for me. And then now I have like a, you know, a professional bookkeeper in my business, but that was one of the first team members, right? Cause it's like talking about, well, how can you free up your space? So when I was starting my business and I was like, I need to start to offload things. It was like, all right, I need cleaning people to come help me because I, you know, if I'm spending all my time doing that, I can't be doing my business. So I was like, I need to offload that from a personal perspective. And then from a business perspective, I was like, well, offloading the bookkeeping is going to be probably the easiest thing to remove from my plate. So that's, that's the thing you want to consider is like, how can you do that? And, you know, start to make space to, to do the things that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your business. I want to hear you. Like, obviously we did a little introduction at the beginning of this podcast, but I really want to hear it from you, um, about your business. Cause you were so passionate about it. And like I said before, like, I just see the elevation and the confidence of folks that work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, you know, really my mission is to help female led businesses create dynamic visual brands that get them noticed for next level opportunities, because that's really how you get that visibility and you scale and you grow, you get that recognition, you position yourself as a leader and authority. Um, So that's, that's really at the crux of what I do. And then, you know, my personal core values are aligned with my brand values. It doesn't always work that way, but you know, for me, independence, creativity, spirituality, and harmony are really at the core of what I'm all about as a person and what I do in my business. And so I find that having that awareness, right. And this is something that I work with my clients on, you know, whether we work in a group format or one-on-one is to have that clarity because understanding the intention behind why you do what you do gives you that direction and that compass when you're tired or overwhelmed or, you know, have a lot on your plate when you're running your own business. Um, so it's really important to have that. Right. And I, I wasn't able ever really to able to grab that when I worked in corporate. So, you know, in my own business, I get to craft that and curate that, which is really awesome. And you do a phenomenal job oh, thank of you. that. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost like scrolling social media. I can almost pinpoint the people that have gone through your programs or worked with you for their branding versus the people who have not. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what do you, what do you see? I'm so curious. Cause you know, I've been doing this for, uh, you know, I've, I was just looking at the other day. I've had like over a hundred women go through my magnetic brand program in the last couple of years, probably closer to 150. Um, and I was just like, wow, that's a lot of people. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I said, I see like this, the elevation and the confidence, um, but it's almost like this light too, that shines mm-hmm. through on 
their pictures specifically. Like it's just, it's just crazy on how, and I'm not just talking lighting and all the, you know, yeah. all the strategic things and the specifics, the nuts and the bolts, but like just the way that they shine in those photos. Um, oh, it's, it's so great to see. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when I, um, I, I run a challenge throughout the year. Um, you know, sometimes there's a variety to it. And I remember when I did the very first one and I was creating the slides and I was like, all right, well, how do I teach what it is that I do? And I was like, well, let's do some before and afters and like do some case studies. You know, I spent a good week just focusing on building those. And as I was pulling like before and after, and then like reviewing it, I was just like, huh, there's something like very interesting happening in these afters. I was like, these women glow. Yeah. Like, there's something like you were saying, it's, it's not like, yeah, there's good lighting. Cause I'm, you know, I know what to look for in a photographer and I understand the technical things to guide my clients on, but there's an inner glow that is not something that can be manufactured. Right. And no matter how much your photographer is good at what they do and how they can direct you and what their knowledge is and their skill set, they can't bring that out of you. Right. And that's really the piece that we focus on in the first part of my magnetic brand program, right? Whether you do the standard track or you do the elite track, which comes with styling and color and stuff like that is really understanding who you are, what makes you different? How do you express that verbally, visually, viscerally? What, how do you position yourself and really understanding what makes you unique? Because, you know, there's a lot of overlap in my clients in terms of what they offer. And, you know, as women, we're definitely trained and programmed to be in competition and pit ourselves against one another. And I'm just like, I'm not down with that. Like I've been a victim of the mean girls in, uh, in middle school. I'm very familiar with that road. And I just choose not to participate in that. And it's really about when you know what makes you unique and you really feel that like in, in your bones, so to speak, then you're not threatened by other people. You're just like, oh, wow, I really see who I am. Right. And I think that's it is like, helping my clients see who they are that they can't see um, for any number of reasons. But once they truly see that, they're like, wow, I am really amazing at what I do. And I feel really good at myself. And like, you know, the the excuses of like, oh, I'm going to wait till I lose 10 pounds or when I do that, or when I get to this place in my business, it's like, you need to be where you are now and shine. And then you're going to grow and evolve. Right. But if you keep sitting and waiting on the sidelines for all these contingencies to happen, you're just going to be sitting on the bench forever. Is that really what you want to do with your life? Oh man. So it's the complete opposite of what you started out with, right? Oh yeah. The Absolutely. complete opposite. It is like the authenticity. It, yeah. Like I can't even put into words, quite honestly, like, like what I see with the folks that go, that, that, that work with you and go through that, it, it definitely is like an up level. Oh yeah. Well, and it's, it's, you know, I'm very much like the inner and the outer mirrors of each other. Right. So the up level, it's not just like you put on a pretty dress and someone does your hair and like, Oh, you look fancy and it's great. There is an element of that, but the up level comes inside and yes. then it's being reflected. And the way that I describe it to people is that, you know, you go through this process inside of my magnetic brand program and you decode your brand essence, you figure out who you are, you know, I guide you through, how do you translate that? Right. Some people are more creative than others and need more guidance and need to get in there, like in the, in the weeds be like, let's okay. Tell me more. Okay, cool. Is this what you're talking about? They're like, Oh my God, how did you do that in 10 minutes? I was like, cause this is what I do. And then helping them find the right team to put it together. Um, and 
how to communicate with your team for the expectations and what it is you want. So that's really important. And so there's a huge process of empowerment that's going on inside of my containers so that they really feel like I know who I am. I'm supported. I know how to express myself. I'm really excited about it. And it feels like me, right? And I think too, there's an element of themselves giving themselves permission to be themselves. And, you know, some, I often ask my clients, like, what made you say yes? And, you know, one of the women that just signed up for the recent cohort was like, it's now time for me to focus on myself, right. To really like dive within, get into me and, you know, adding in the layer of the color process, the color magic process that I use is super, it's, it's just transformational. And it's, it's kind of a sneaky thing because people are just like, Oh, you're doing my colors. I was like, Oh, you just wait, come back to me in six months. We'll talk. And, you know, and they're just like, my life is totally different. I feel so much different in my body. Shopping is such a different experience. I feel different in my clothes. And it's because there's an energetic resonance with color. And when you are surrounding yourself in your environment and on your body with color that is not resonant with your energy, you all, it feels like the princess and the pea, right? There's this like thing under the mattress that is just like gnawing at you and making you feel uncomfortable all the time. And when you feel that flow and that harmony, then you're just at peace, right? Like I'm decorating my new place right now. And I'm very intentional with the colors that I'm using because I know how to create emotional responses with how you use color. I'm sitting in front of a white wall right now. <laughs> I just changed my office don't judge around. my gray wall. I I'm like, wait a minute. Decorating yet. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on the color in here. Oh, oh yeah. Well, Jordan, how can um, people find you? Yeah, great. Well, my business is called Ignite Your Soul Brand. So you can go to my website at igniteyoursoulbrand.com. Um, my Instagram is at igniteyoursoulbrand.com. And then I have a business page on Facebook, which I don't, you know, I post stuff, but I'm not that active on it. Um, the best way to find me on Facebook is just my personal page, which is Jordan Duvall. So those are really the best ways to get in touch with me. Um, if you have questions or just want to see what I'm up to in the world. Awesome. Awesome. Jordan, thank you so much for being on here, for offering your wisdom and, uh, for allowing women to shine so brightly as themselves authentically, um, and be able to speak their truth. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I thank received you that. that. And then, you know, I can also share with you a link for my brand essence guide. So if anyone wants to kind of get a taster of the concepts that I'm talking about, you can download the brand essence guide and it will, you know, kind of give you an introduction to, to the world that I live in and have created. Oh, that's perfect. So, um, guys, you can find all the links in the show notes and, um, can make sure that you connect with Jordan. I'm telling you, you will definitely see what I'm talking about when it comes to the work that she does and how freeing it is, uh, for women in the business world. So Jordan, thank you so much. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It's been a pleasure. And um, I hope that you guys got some good nuggets out of today. So are you ready to start your own corporate detox journey? Well, if you are, make sure that you check out amandamccorder.net for different ways to work with me, as well as some freebies that could help you get started. If you're on social media, follow me at Amanda K. McCorder on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. <laughs>